0: I'm sharing the top mistakes when it comes to SaaS marketing and how you can fix them. Hey, I'm Sam Dunning, host of the Top 10 B2B Marketing Podcast Business Growth Show. And to check out my free guides, giveaways, or whenever you're ready to apply to work with me, head over to samdunning.org. So after working with a bunch of SaaS and B2B marketing companies for their website, digital and go-to-market strategy over the last 13 years, plus interviewing over 340 founders and marketing execs from similar companies on my podcast, Business Growth Show, these are the top 10 mistakes that I see and how to fix them. Let's dive in. So the first top mistake that I see when it comes to SaaS marketing is companies do not have a dream client profile, also known as an ICP for idle client profile. Why is this an issue? Well, it means with your marketing, your ads, your outreach, it's very much going to be a scattergun approach, meaning that your messaging may not resonate with the prospects you actually want to be doing business with. To find your dream client profile, I recommend looking at your top customers in terms of what are the customers we most enjoy working with what are the ones we bring real results to with our offer and what are the ones that drive great revenue great profit for our company so if you can find five ten ideally more of these top customers you can then go one step further and you can interview them you can start to understand what type of sector what type of business they're in what their actual job titles are demographics, things like that, size of company as well is useful. So you can formulate an understanding of what this dream client, the sector, the job title, the type of business, size of business, they tend to be within. And you can go one step further when you run interviews with them, you can ask things like, what was the key frustration, the key problem that you came to us to fix? And at what stage was this problem so infuriating that it stopped you doing your day to day, you realize now is the time you actually wanted to fix it. Because understanding those key problems that they face when they come to work with an organization like yours, can really aid your messaging, your outbound campaigns, your ads, your website copy to know the language they use, the insider jargon they use, and the key problems they face, their goals, their motivation. So work out what your dream client profile looks like. This is going to be killer to inform your marketing, your ads, and your outreach campaigns. Mistake number two, is having a terrible website. And when I say a terrible website, I mean a website that does not resonate with your dream client profile. You've probably been there, right? There's nothing worse. Maybe you've done a Google search. Maybe you've clicked an ad. Maybe you found someone on LinkedIn. You've listened to them on a podcast or you've been recommended. You head to their website, First and foremost, it takes ages to load. It's super slow. It perhaps looks terrible. It looks like a potato when you open it on your mobile. It's really difficult to understand what the actual offer is, the problem they fix. doesn't have the info you need. Maybe it lacks some social proof. It lacks results, client case studies, and it's quite difficult for you to get in touch and speak to sales. Chances are you're going to get frustrated. You're going to bounce off and you're going to head to a competitor. It gives you a much more enjoyable experience. So your website can quite literally be your very best or very worst salesperson. It's live 24-7. So you want to make damn sure that it's working hard to build trust with your target audience, qualify and convert them into a steady stream of sales opportunities. And typically, from my experience, I'm speaking to hundreds of buyers in the B2B and SaaS space on my podcast, Business Growth Show. They usually want to head onto your site. They want, of course, to load quickly. They want it to look great. On their device and they want to quickly get an idea of what you do how you help them the problem you fix they want to see some proof of results so case studies testimonial videos etc maybe capterra g2 reviews they want to see your offer in action especially in the SaaS industry so they want to see a live demo or a video of your product and offer maybe a gif so they can actually see the product under the hood before they're ready to speak to sales they want to see a pricing page so, they want to see a clear idea of what it costs so they can see if it's within the budget or not. They want to get their questions answered. So, they want to see FAQs within offer pages, within product pages, service pages. And on the basis you check all those boxes, they want an easy route to speak to sales, to so request a demo. Maybe you integrate Calendly or Chili Piper so they can quickly speak to an account exec on your team, get those questions answered, see the product in action, and then decide if they're ready to buy. Or not. So great B two B, great SaaS website. Start with rock solid research, interviewing your dream client profile, understanding what they want to see on a website like yours, what they really care about, learning, seeing, doing, type of language they use to inform your messaging, and then building out your relevant pages: homepage, service pages, offer pages, pricing pages, FAQ, resources, podcast, contact us, etc. To make sure it's really nailing what your ideal dream clients care about is super key. Because like I say, a great website is your very best 24-7 salesperson. Mistake three is going outbound crazy. I see it so many times with SaaS companies, B2B companies, tech companies. They overinvest in outbound sales reps. From my experience, outbound sales reps on average can cost 60K or so per rep per year in the US. When this can be great if you've got solid SDRs that are generating a steady stream of appointments over the phone, email, social selling, et cetera. But quite often they can take quite some time to ramp up, get fully settled in and start generating those appointments. When oftentimes money can be better placed on ads, SEO, content marketing, social, or elsewhere on other channels, whether that's YouTube podcasts that your buyers hang out, they consume and will generate much warmer leads. I'm saying there's nothing wrong with outbound sales. But quite often companies go so hard, one of the first few hires outbound sales reps when sometimes they could be better placed on no-brainer inbound channels that will drive inbound clients much quicker, something to consider. In at mistake number four, we've got listening to the demand generation, the demand marketing influences on LinkedIn. So if you're in SaaS, if you're in B2B, chances are when scrolling LinkedIn, you've seen one of the well-known influencers saying you need to build demand, you need to create demand for your offer to cold audiences because it's way better than doing things like outbound sales or inbound marketing. Because if you create demand, you position your company as the only choice when prospects, when cold prospects eventually are in market because you've educated them on the problem you fix, you've told them about how you help, they've become warmed up to you. So when they are ready to buy, they'll come straight to you. There's nothing wrong with doing demand marketing, but people that purely push demand generation, trying to attract cold prospects, nurture them over time, and then position yourself as the go-to brand is way, way more expensive than actually capturing prospects that already have the problem you fix and need your solution, aka with channels like Google Search, whether that's SEO or Google AdWords, paid search, whether it's with review sites that work similarly, things like G2, Capterra, Clutch, where prospects search for your offer, your solution on Google, they see you top, and they go to your website and then request a demo, request a consult. Whereas if you're doing demand generation, you're working with those cold audiences. They don't have a clue about the problem you fix or the offer you provide. You're trying to teach them about it, about the problem. You're trying to build some trust. There's nothing wrong with it. Things like podcasts, YouTube channels, things like doing targeted LinkedIn ads where you share content to your dream clients. Over time, you're nurturing them. You're sharing useful ideas, inputs, you're sharing case studies. So eventually when they're ready to buy, they come to you. There's nothing wrong with that. But from a SaaS marketing play, I'd suggest doing that later along the line. Once you've nailed your no-brainer inbound marketing channels, then start working on demand gen play because demand gen typically is a lot more expensive to market to cold audiences rather than the warm ones. In at five, we've got they wait too long to build a content engine, a tool that's going to be your pillar content provider. In this case, I recommend a podcast. So just like I've done with business growth show, B2B marketing and demand generation podcast, there's actually two main plays that I use that you can still so the first one is an ABM and account-based marketing play where you can make a list of your dream clients and the dream companies they work for, and then you can start inviting them to your show. I tend to scout them out on LinkedIn through the search tool. You send them a, a really short, snappy message. In my case, it might be something like, hey, I run a top 10 B2B marketing podcast. Would love to get you on to share actual tips. Are you against a conversation? Something painfully short like that as a pitch message. Nine times out of 10, they will accept. And then we'll do a great show. We'll talk about actionable tips through that area of expertise, stories, insights, more on a dedicated topic around what they're knowledgeable about. And then once we're done, we'll promote the show through our email list, on YouTube, on the audio podcast channels. We'll promote it on socials and more. And we'll build a great relationship with that guest, meaning that if they ever need our offers, our services in the future, they'll likely come to us. Likewise, if they meet anyone that might need our offers, again, They'll recommend our services. So that's one play through guest episodes. The other play is solo episodes to build thought leadership, just like I'm doing now, where you share area of expertise around your niche. You answer common customer, common sales call questions. You share stories. You share your point of view on the industry, all of which can be searchable content, evergreen content that people can search on YouTube, with podcast channels and more. But then with both these types of episodes I've talked about, you can transcribe them, put them through an AI tool like Otter or similar, and then you can work those into blog articles. Again, can be searchable, can have an SEO play. You can chop all the clips up, the video clips into micro clips for shorts on YouTube, TikTok, and then use them on LinkedIn, on other channels and more. So it can really fuel so many different repurposed plays for content and also building awareness, SEO plays, and driving inbound on several channels in at six we've got tunnel vision what i mean by this is when SaaS companies think they need to stick to one of the following founder-led growth product-led growth marketing-led growth or sales-led growth and some of the most successful companies i've seen actually do a blend of all the above so you've got product-led where you might just rely on your website to drive the signups all the tools the product itself is within sign signups demos start using the tool Start going to a premium version from a free version, when in fact, sometimes the best move can be doing this blended approach. So maybe you do some inbound marketing, you do paid search, Google ads, you do some SEO, maybe you do some review sites. Maybe you also have a small outbound sales team with a really pinpointed targeted approach to your dream clients. You use the website for product led. You do the marketing, you do the sales, and also your founder is active, so your founder's leveraging their network, your founder's leveraging partnerships to start with, and maybe they're doing some organic content on LinkedIn if you're in the B2B space. So you're doing a bit of all the above, rather than just relying solely on one route, you've got multiple ways to bring in new customers into the pipeline. In at seven, we've got a no-brainer. We've got building partnerships. This is something I ignored for way too long, but partnerships are super effective and they're not going to cost you really a penny, but they're a great way to drive sales pipeline, grow revenue, go customers, and it's not really going to cost you anything at all. So I ignored this for a long, long time, but as an active example, We get quite a lot of inquiries for LinkedIn ads. We don't do it in-house. We focus on B2B SEO, B2B websites, and B2B marketing, and SaaS marketing consulting. So every time we get that request, we'll send those leads straight to this LinkedIn ads agency. And likewise, if they get requests for B2B websites, SEO, GTM consulting for B2B and SaaS, they'll send them my way. So we've got a solid flow there to send work each other's way. So you want to find out complementary companies that aren't direct competitors, serve the same type of audiences start striking up some conversations with those build out some solid partnership schemes great way to get customers in your pipeline won't cost you a penny in eight we've got neglecting your existing customers easily done if you're a fast growth SaaS or b2b company you're constantly looking for ways to acquire new clients grow your pipeline and grow revenue and quite often your existing customer base is neglected we all know it's way way cheaper to upsell an existing customer than it is to acquire a new one into the pipeline so you want to be scheduling regular customer success calls with your existing client base asking things like how are you getting on with our product or offer what can we be doing further to support and ensure your success is there anything that you'd like to see we build out on our product or offer roadmap and really taking the time to ask these questions and see how you can serve them better Not only is that going to help them trust you more, it'll also give you ideas for product updates. If there's regular requests from lots of customers and it shows that you actually care about your invest in their interests to support them. Plus, once you've got that trust, you can recommend upsells. If there's other features, offers, complimentary things, you can recommend their way. You can upsell existing clients. Plus, you can ask for recommendations for people that they know that might have a similar problem to what they came to you with so you can get extra customers in the pipeline through word of mouth recommendations from your existing customers that already know and trust you. At number nine, we've got relying on one marketing channel for your growth. Now, it might be that you've got one marketing channel that drives 90% of your business, perhaps it's referrals, word of mouth, paid ads, SEO, email, something else. But think about it for a second. If that channel suddenly crashes, takes a hit or dips what the hell are you going to do to drive new business you're going to be stuck right this is why it's so important to have a mix of channels for security so if one takes a hit you've got several others to drive brand trust and most importantly inbound customers i recommend having a mix of channels you rent i.e social media channels that you can't control and channels you fully own i.e things like your website Blog, email list, video channels like on YouTube and similar. So that way, you've got a bunch of different channels, be it paid channels, be it social, be it your website, be it email list, be it video and so on. Some you rent, some you own. If one takes a hit, no massive problem because you've got a bunch of other channels where your customers hang out, where they use, that's going to continue to be effectively salespeople to build trust with them, share what you do, problems you fix, and drive inbound. So diversify your risk by having a range of channels to drive inbound ops. At number 10, last but definitely not least, is unclear messaging. I've been there, you've probably been there, looking for a SaaS tool. You go onto the SaaS website and the headline is quite literally as clear as mud. It's something like, we're a 360-degree, cutting-edge, supercharged tool for your enterprise. You're like what the heck does that even mean you scrolled further down the home page and you're still none the wiser to what they do the problem they fix or how they can help you donald miller i believe coined a phrase called if you confuse you lose and it couldn't be truer for your messaging whether that's your home page headline your ads your marketing material or more it's much much wiser to be crystal clear than trying to be smart And filling your titles, your headlines with jargon and just confusing your prospects, making them likely to bounce to a competitor that much, much clearer on their value proposition. So I recommend typically using problems that you fix, your value prop, how you improve people's lives, how you improve their business, or maybe how you're different to your competitors for your main headlines, messaging, and similar. It's much smarter to be crystal clear on the problem you fix, the value you provide, or the offer that you provide, as opposed to trying to sound smart using jargon. And most of the time, you're just going kind to of confuse and make your prospects drop off to a competitor. And there you have it. Those are some of the top mistakes and how to fix them for SaaS marketing. If you enjoyed today's episode, a rating or review on your podcast channel or subscribe on YouTube is very much appreciated. And if you want more free resources, or whenever you're ready to apply to work with me, head over to Sam Dunning dot org.